0: Hey everyone, I just want to give a little disclaimer before the episode starts. So we had a great time recording this episode, but it did run into some audio issues afterwards because we had a new setup. So the audio in this is not perfect in some areas. Want to address that and say, I've worked on it, everything since then has sounded great, but please just bear with us. I loved this episode though and still wanted you all to hear it, so I hope you'll enjoy it polished, but still a little rough around the edges, but still a great time. Hello and welcome to In Another World, a pop culture podcast about music, movies, cute boys, and the divas we worship. And as we're talking about today, the divas that raised us through our awkward, awful adolescent years. I have two of my closest friends here today to talk about this topic, and I am so excited because it's pretty much just a normal conversation we would have, but we happen to have a microphone on. So it's I, it should be a lot of fun. But before we dive into that, I want to go into my mini-segment, which is Crush of the Week. Who is my Crush of the Week? It is Delon Burnside of Pose, who plays Ricky, because my goodness, he has the most beautiful smile. He does things to me when he dances. He's just, he's it. This week, Delon Burnside. And, now that we're done with all that, why don't we jump to the conversation with Samantha LeBrock and Maximilian Koger. Let's go! Okay, listeners, so I have two of my actual best, best friends here today for the episode, Samantha LeBrock and Maximilian Koger.
1: Hello. Hello.
2: Very excited to have you here. Oh my god, we're so excited to be here. What a... I mean, this is like any of the talks that we would have normally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so <it's just laughs> it's just Finally, us.
1: someone will listen. <laughs> uh,
0: we all know each other. We've been in a couple of shows together. We are all in the same cast of Godspell, Once Upon a Time. Nice. Wow. Just like,
2: what a time. Really? Very different
1: time. Yeah. A lot of hugging in that show. <laughs> so
2: much touching, so much hugging. Being baked on stage by the stage <laughs> lights. Um, oh, God. So just hot. so hot. And there's so many confetti cannons as well. Oh, my God. I love a confetti moment. (laughs) When I was told that at the end of my song, I I sang We Beseech Thee, that I would get to button the song with a confetti cannon every night. That was when I knew I had peaked.
3: (laughs) 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 The joy on your
2: face was not Uh, acting. No, I was just living my best gay life just like... Fair. I was so jealous. i like, you
0: know, there could be a confetti can in the of the world as well. Confetti well, can be also, anywhere. Even on the Willows. <laughs> yeah. the Willows there. <laughs> we also had
1: confetti umbrellas, didn't we?
0: In the umbrellas, yeah. yeah. All,
1: that, that umbrella for you, right? we were all in a line and different like ripples of this rainbow of umbrellas. It was, it was, it was a very cool
2: It was moment. a big gay moment. Oh, it was a very
0: queer show. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, called the, like. gayest
1: the Gayest Godspell. Oh,
0: which I, mean, I don't actually like Godspell that much, but the show one. made me enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There were two straight men. There. That's it. Yeah. Just, yeah, the yeah, just the two. <laughs> just the two. <laughs> So, thanks for coming on today.
4: Absolutely. Thanks for
0: having us. Yeah, of course. Come (laughs) on. So, new segment with every guest that comes on the pod. I'm going to be looking at where the world was at in pop culture the day that they entered the world. Mm. So, I have collected both of their birthdays and i have some information every segment i will give the number one song on the billboard charts the day they were born and the number one movie at the box office the day they were born and we're going to start with samantha samantha april 18 1991 the number one song was you're in love by wilson phillips you're
3: in love that's the-
1: I
0: love a Wilson Phillips moment. Wilson I would Phillips be lying sense. if I said I knew the song. I don't either, but I like them. I don't. And the number <laughs> one movie was Out for Justice, starring Steven Seagal. No, thanks. <laughs> <I'm> for some <laughs>
1: reason, I thought it was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's what I was hoping for. Not well, based, <laughs> on,
0: based on my research.
1: No, I think that sounds correct. I remember this disappointment
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, at first, I thought your number one song was Losing My Religion, but that was the oh. UK number one. Hit, oh. And it was oh. not the yeah, 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 that, yeah. Uh, Just war in the wrong country. No. <laughs> and oh, no, really. Maximilian. Yes. September 8th, 1993 mm-hmm. The number one song was Dream Lover by Mariah Carey
3: I-
2: <laughs> Could I ask for anything more, honestly? This is, yeah, this is I amazing. know it We love Mariah Carey
0: and the number one movie was The Fugitive,
2: starring Harrison Ford and Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Okay. I don't know about that. Um, it's okay. I like them as actors, but... Tommy Lee Jones like won an Oscar for it. That's really good for him. Good I just, for him. They're such strong individual men that like, it seems odd to put them together when I feel like it should just be, like, one or the other. So it's, I'd be curious to watch that.
0: It's basically a bro-y Les Miserables because oh. Harrison Ford's on the run from Tommy Lee Jones because he thinks that he killed his wife but he but he didn't He's trying to like, prove his innocence i'm less interested now but i'll still uh-huh. give it a shot i've never seen it but i, I know things i i don't care
2: it's on the day i was born you know, might like, give it a shot maybe it'll be one of my new favorite no even no even that sounded like bullshit coming out never oh mind. it's just bro <laughs> soup.
0: <laughs> There's no women. I've heard there's no women. I've heard there's one, the one woman gets murdered. Oh, okay.
2: That's that's not okay. Never mind. Yeah, I'm fine. No longer interested. (laughs) Like, 12 angry men. Ugh. Nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. I got to be in that show, actually. But that was 12 Angry Jurors where it right? made it actually look like the America we live in. With oh, well, a world where and women, women and, might be on a jury. Cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God forbid someone looks at that as like, oh, so far, thinking progressive. Like, no, this is just what we actually look like. <laughs> right. So what in
0: pop culture have you been listening to or watching the past week?
1: I just watched a... Time capsule of the 90s movie called Don't Tell Her It's Me, aka The Boyfriend School.
0: Is that the full title?
1: That is the full title. Oh, well. so. <laughs> um, I but, title. so. I listened to How Did This Get Made, which podcast where they watch bad movies and discuss. Oh, them. I and thought so, it was
2: going to be like a construction thing, like, oh, no, uh, no. things get built from the ground no. up. Yeah. No, it's, it's a hilarious like,
1: podcast. How did how did this it get, get
2: made?
0: made? Money, that's um, it. The first episode was burlesque.
1: Sometimes it's just somebody with a couple bucks in oh, a dream. Like, yes, for real. Yes. This movie, it's Steve Gutenberg And he has spent a year battling cancer. What? And, yeah. And it's a rom-com. And he has lost his hair and he's very pale. And his sister, Shelley Long, is a romance novel writer and just wants him to find love. So she meets this woman and is like, "Please come meet my brother." And they have this really weird cultural appropriation Japanese dinner. And oh, you know, no. and then um, she's like, "No thanks." And then Kelly Lund's like, "Well, she would like you if you were mean to her." And then teaches him how to like be a bad boy. Oh, and like no. he grows his hair back and he gets a tan. And oh. she like. I'm just playing the whole movie now, but it's wild. Oh, whatever. Like, I, oh,
4: yeah. wild. I probably won't watch it. No, no. it's
1: good. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Because if
0: that's like the beginning of the movie, then he gets spoilers, guys. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoiler alert! <laughs> Spoiler. Spoiler.
1: <laughs> Spoiler.
0: like, <laughs> this is it. If you don't want to hear how the Steve Gutenberg movie that I've already forgotten the title of,
1: skip <laughs> <laughs> <give laughs> ahead
4: 30 seconds, guys. Okay. No. Then he has-
1: over and she won, gives him the longest mullet you've ever seen oh. in contact.
4: Oh. It's wild. No. Um, it
1: continues like the way she meets like his bad boy persona, who he pretends is a free spirit from New Zealand and <laughs> then just needs to do like the worst New Zealand accent. He's like,
4: eh. Oh. Oh, <laughs> um, it's really
1: good. <laughs> it's really on Amazon Prime. But I just had a good time watching it because it's so crazy.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> it sounds like a ball. Well, full disclosure, I guess, me and
2: Maximilian, we are roommates, so I'm not going to pretend like, when have you been yeah. watching Maximilian? I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've basically just been binging, like, so much America's Next Top month Some of that show ages quite well, like, mm-hmm. uh, with Tyra standing up for... Uh, size models that the very Takara, uh, yeah, Takara, and the season that we're watching, that was really actually very nice to see Tyra like stand up. So and drag Janis oh, oh my god, good okay, This might be a hot take. I don't. I highly doubt it is, but. <laughs> and it's trash that one is so, she is so mean and, uh, all the cool. time girls and I'm like she looked like that but- well and Tyra was like <laughs> girl what's here <laughs> yeah,
0: you might hear Talia through the door she's very very it. lazy but she's cute
4: yeah
0: um, but I remember Tyra said the chance. She's like, What's your deal? You were supporting Takara a few weeks ago, and now you say she's trash.
2: Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And I was like, Good for you, Tyra. We're also watching Shea uh, Coulee's All Stars 5. Oh, uh, um, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that is my favorite
0: show. Is, and we all love it. This would not be a true discussion of pop culture if we pretend like,
4: we're oh, not going to talk down. about drag. Right. right. And, like, 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 I like,
1: also watching like the and, and and oh. Ratton, review of the
4: so, yeah. Race
0: Chaser podcast. It's great. It has Alaska Thunderfuck and Willem. And also, listeners, I have drag race stickers on my iPad. I have Drag Race collage as the background on my computer. I have nine drag race girls frames next to my bed. I have a drag race bathroom. It's if you didn't
2: know, Zach's
4: gay. I'm
3: I am gay.
0: <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, ladies. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> Oh my god! So me, it's all of that, but also since yesterday, so many random shows pop up on Amazon Prime for suggestions, like from TV Past and Cougar Town. And my old roommate Jade used to watch Cougar Town all the time. I remember thinking, "Oh, that show looks kind of funny," but I never really watched it with her. I've now binged ten episodes.
2: Wow. I just right. the title alone isn't enough to prove her down.
0: But I love Courtney. I feel like her lip fillers happen over the course of the show. <laughs> I'm watching season one, and she looks so like great. Not, I mean, whatever, do what you want. But they do get bigger. I, I remember love thinking they're love bigger.
1: Lip filler moment. Oh,
2: so <laughs> Blair. Uh, Blair. No, she looks great. I hate it's Shay. It is Shay. All it starts five. Like, huh. we're, who are we kidding by thinking anyone else is going to win, My especially gosh. after the look the skin you're in look oh a truly legendary shit like, that was like chicole
0: you are obviously the winner this week because uh can't yeah, do the
2: makeup with the white uh, just uh, i i, she's
1: mean, I love uh, her dancing also like the moment she's coming out and just like a little shoulder shuffle with oh yeah the, uh, the girl oh, man. with her, her afro Pops, like the movement of it is just like exciting. she's a like, star of, yeah, yeah. Well, she had a star.
0: full concept with like what her verse? It was like her verse was about Black Panther, and then she sort of did a look inspired by Black Panther, and then for her lip sync, it was sort of like gear, like the the yeah. armor from Black Panther. So it was a whole lip
1: sync was so good that it got the song stuck
0: in my head. Yeah, oh, yeah, I don't care about that. love song. Oh, it's yeah. been so, yeah. And that oh, that's so a love song. At first I thought, oh, this isn't that catchy, and now I I'm still
4: muttering. I'm still muttering. <laughs>
1: I sing it to my cat. I go, I'm in
4: love,
1: I'm in love, I'm in love love with Donna
4: Disguise.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My favorite Uh, favorite for the shock and rhythm of it was Cannibal electric. Like that, just like (laughs) Cannibal
0: electric. That's just my favorite. Oh, my favorite for that was probably. yeah, and also the Mister Rogers with Mayhem.
4: Yeah, it's it like,
2: sounded so stupid. Uh, <laughs> Mister Rogers. Yeah. Yeah. you talk about like the chunky sweaters and shit. It was so, funny. my God, <laughs> I, do, I do love Mayhem. I'm excited. Mayhem. To see more Mayhem. I'm yeah. very excited to see what she uh, does on the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because I, I I
0: rewatched her season like a month or so ago, and I forgot that she started off doing really well, yeah, yeah. and it's her and Cracker actually both seemed very front writer status and then mm-hmm. stuff just happened. Yeah. Well
4: Cracker almost made it. She
0: made it like right before the finale.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. So today's topic is the prompt was the women who raised me, which just means whatever pop culture figures, powerful females and music and TV and film. Talia is screaming. She has something to say.
2: <laughs> my name is Talia
0: and i have something to say my name is oh my gosh. i'm almost like should we just let her in and maybe she'll be quieter yeah. so i figure we could all go around in a circle start with music women from you know whatever you were listening to when you were a little child a little preteen Can I go first? oh sure why not oh my
2: God, i just i just got a big mental image from like Walmart's growing up when it used to be like there was like a booth set up where like it was the CD on sale, oh, yeah, yeah. and you could like hit a button and you the on every track yeah, yeah, with yes. the big headphones. Oh. And I remember one of the first memories I had of that was "Love Don't Cost a Thing" by Jennifer Lopez. Mm. Like I was in that, thats one of the first times I knew I was gay. I was just like in that little booth, just like <laughs> hitting "Love Don't Cost a Thing" like over and over.
4: Yeah,
2: she, that was a big moment for me. Um, Jennifer Lopez, and she's still killing it. got that Super Bowl show. She's <gasps> oh,
0: Oh, I remember such trash men being like, well, Shakira pulled the whole show. Jennifer Lopez. I'm like, did we
2: watch the same thing? They were both. They were
3: both. I
0: the
2: thing, is the thing. I don't understand. That's the other thing that's kind of funny just like the constant need to pit two strong females against each other. It's like they were both phenomenal in their own ways. Like, just let them both thrive.
1: I was a big fan of Jennifer Lopez's rom-coms.
2: Oh, oh okay. maybe that's is, like, legendary. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: the <laughs> wedding planner, I don't know. Mine's I love and Oh,
2: oh and
0: Wanda Slakes.
2: Yes. So <laughs> good. That was that's good. your
0: damn, man. Yeah, like a damn cockatoo. Wasn't that with
2: Michael Vartan? Yes, oh my God. you should, should watch, watch that yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that later because me and uh, yeah, Zach have yeah, also yeah. been getting up on some alias. That's, that's oh. for later. Yours
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is also Jennifer Lopez. No, I oh. have,
1: uh, for music, yeah. Brittany is. I oh, call yeah, I called shears. my mom and because I did realize that they're Brittany aside, it's mainly iconic redheads who have <laughs> shaped every part of. My upbringing, yes, they yes. as they do, as they do, and I think it explains why I constantly have the need to be a redhead, and also why I seek out redheads like in my life.
0: Did you watch Pepper in I
1: did watch Pepper Ann. I, I also Pepper watched Ann. My Ginger. But for music, Britney Spears. I remember when Honey Baby One More Time came out, uh, I had the CD, I danced through to my living room, I made my mom take me to Old Navy and get the full school outfit that I could wear to the first day of second grade.
4: Of course you um, do. Yes. Well,
1: I remember that very vividly. Um, and so today I'm wearing this necklace that is supposed to represent when... Brittany,
4: I did it again, throws the imitation of the Titanic necklace into the
0: ocean. That's what I'm channeling today. Oh my God. Oh my. Oh yeah. I love that. Me, I mean, there's many, like, I could say Gwen Stefani because I was obsessed with No Doubt, but I think as far as when I was younger, who I was listening to, I had four Spice Girls posters. Oh my God. I had the Spice Girls behind-the-scenes concert videotape. When Spice World, the movie, came out, I made my parents take me to see it I think three times when you're a kid. That's a lot. They're taking me back again to see something, mm-hmm. and then again to see something. And the movie theater was 40 minutes from our house. So it was a whole thing. So I grew up in the country, but oh my God. When we Spice Girls, that was yeah. probably it. And I was obsessed with Posh and ginger. That's for oh. my two. Mine uh, were
1: ginger and baby. Oh, I was baby anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I love the product.
0: Now I probably would love baby. Like I
3: look at Kim Patrick. Yeah. I'm like kim Patrick oh, is yeah. Baby That's Spice's yeah. daughter, absolutely.
1: <laughs> uh also then went on to be on uh Emma Bun. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I also a big Ginger Spice fan. <sighs> it would me into like a big union Jack phase for a while. <laughs> uh because I just wanted because she had the dress. That's yeah. like her iconic oh, Yeah. yeah.
0: I know that now as an adult, I can listen to Spice Girl songs and go, wow, Sporty is like really carrying the load vocally in oh, these absolutely. songs. I mean, every song yes. is going off in the last part the, of it. That's, the
4: thing. that's the kind of
0: the
2: case for lots of girl groups is like, you know, that you have one studio that can carry them and the other ones can like move super well and be beautiful. <laughs> Yeah. A.k.a. Nicole here and the Pussycat Dolls, if we're being real. Mm. AKA, actually, I take that back because every single one of the original members of the Pussycat Dolls is actually a stellar vocalist. Oh, sure. I and still always go towards Nicole though. Nicole, though.
1: Important.
2: Nicole, I, Nicole. Uh, iconically, did the riff from Van of the Opera. Like the operatic. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. So.
2: Oh, uh, oh yeah. She she have, is, Nicole Scherzinger. Oh. Yeah, she can that. sing. <laughs> We've seen it. I also, would love to add Lizzie McGuire slash Hillary Duff because yeah. that was such a huge like shaping thing for me as a kid, and just like because of Lizzie McGuire, I started listening to Hillary Duff's like music, uh, like So Yesterday and Coming Clean, and yeah, just like so many blocks she had. I remember yeah, Lizzie McGuire. Oh, and I remember uh, Jessica Simpson as well oh uh, especially uh um, Boy, I think I'm yeah you. I love I play the song and I, I hate it that I found out she like literally jacked that beat from I think like John Mellon
0: John Malencam. yeah that is a song every time I hear the duh, 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 yeah, I'm yeah. like it's yeah. gonna, gonna, gonna be it's gonna <laughs> be it's always Mellencamp. like right. god damn it no <laughs> <laughs>
1: where's Jessica right. <laughs> come clean is one of those songs it gets cute by something maybe even just when it's raining but in my daily life so I sing it like on a regular basis. <laughs>
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm a little, I'm a little older than the two of you, so Hilary Duff was a little past, like when me. you like, grew yeah. up. Well, because yeah. I, I of course love pop music now. Now, i like, unapologetic about I love a pop music. Oh, yeah. But when I was younger, I was trying to be cool and mm-hmm. not be quote-unquote too gay so yeah. i would be like oh i don't yeah. listen to pop music like, i yeah. listen to jazz in the '60s <laughs> jazz. and alternative rock um, oh
1: can i tell you so it is very much where i started going and i started listening to classic rock and i will remember this day and this moment for the rest of my life there was a guy like his name was kevin and kevin oh. had a doors t-shirt so oh, i was like I'm going to listen to The Doors. I'm going to know everything there is to know about The Doors. Uh, and then he will be in love with me because I know so much about The Doors. <laughs> and I was forced in, like, the misogyny of fan culture to, like, know every single Doors song. Oh, my God. To every album. No. Like, not just The Greatest Hits. Oh my God. I was like, my favorite song will be a weird deep cut. It was <laughs> People Are Strange. Like, which is a weird song. And then the next time I wore the shirt, I was like, oh, The Doors. And I said a line from people are strange and he said what and I said your your shirt because the doors he said oh my mom bought me this shirt oh
0: (laughs) no! oh what a what a dude
1: (laughs) it fully formed part of started forming part of my personality um, (laughs) you
0: had had crammed for the mental test of what you're gonna say (laughs) oh I can't say I think in middle school there was a boy I had a crush on and I (laughs) I couldn't just flirt with him because it's it's 1999 and I'm, I'm really? gay and this is not going to be a thing. But I remember his favorite show was Futurama, and I didn't watch Futurama. But I went <laughs> home and watched Futurama so I could talk about the episode the next day. Like, oh my god, Futurama last night wasn't it so funny when the um the the alien pentacle one uh, said that? <laughs> and he was like, you mean <laughs> I can't? Wait right now know. Uh, <laughs> uh, but he did talk to me all during class that day. And he said, Hi. you're pretty cool. We should hang out sometime. I was like, yeah. Yeah, I we should. I should. Oh
1: my sh- gosh. gosh, yours went so much better for you. Yeah, uh, yeah. really. I, I, I just was, was, was like,
0: "Yeah," It almost seemed like he liked me for an hour. And that was, we didn't hang
1: out. And was, <laughs> it was definitely a pivotal turning point for me and thinking I needed to cater to other people instead of just being myself.
2: You know who else are kind of icons that I feel like don't get talked about enough in that time period? Dido. Oh, Dido! Oh, I love Dido and Enya.
0: It wasn't like really Enya. Yeah, was I was into All Saints. They were in All Saints.
4: <gasps>
2: yes.
1: I oh, I remember. I played that. Yes. Also, yes. And then also we the of Luke Cantrell, Luke Cinema Style. <sighs>
4: yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember my yeah.
1: uncle buying me that CD and saying. She's it. She's <laughs> exactly right. He was wrong, but she was excellent and
0: uh, wrong. Yeah. Right. Also we listen me and my sister listen to a lot of Janet Jackson and a lot of Mariah Carey. Mm-hmm. Mariah Carey, i oh, like yeah. you know awesome. all about Mariah Carey. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I you were, came out of the womb hearing Mariah Carey. Oh, well, we too, i
2: spent three, three years one of obsessed with Mariah Carey too. I, <laughs> I I know, I know. Uh, Oh Mariah. also my roommate in college was super obsessed with Mariah Carey. I've I've just been surrounded by Mariah. No, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I was like,
3: "Oh,
4: don't
3: say." does
2: like, he likes it when she's she, he likes her like belting and stuff like that." But he just oh, like, doesn't like the like
4: the soft little tones.
2: I mean, I the like favorite
0: part of you. loves that part of her voice. that's oh, like by right.
4: least she loves the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like
2: that. <laughs> Let's hear her now. Um, oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding I'm just kidding I love Mariah Carey <laughs> yeah Mariah Carey and uh, Dido oh Vanessa Carlton. Oh, oh
4: my yeah.
1: god so my mom would drive around she had like the six CD changer in her car mm-hmm. and Cheryl Crow was what I said Sheryl Crow yeah. and Sarah Brightman which
3: Sarah Brightman
1: yeah, like the best of Sarah <gasps> Brightman <gasps> I
0: had a Sarah Brightman CD in oh, high school that- I thought she was oh now I'm not a big fan but at the time I thought wow she's like premier female classroom. Yeah,
1: Icon. I remember <laughs> she started
0: as a background singer, so that means she can sing. Like mm-hmm. she can't sing.
1: It was the, the "All I Want to Do Is Have a Little Fun Before I Die." That one. Oh yeah. Please put in her actual instead of me singing that. <laughs> 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 um, I
0: don't know if I can get the right, sweetie.
1: <laughs> no, I just remember listening to that over and over again. Like early, I think that might be the first Probably. Yeah. I didn't have this awareness of who Cheryl Crow was. It was just. I like the CD. My mom and I listen
0: to it all the time. Well, like radio culture back then, I was like, oh, that lady from the radio. I didn't have to buy her CD. I could just wait for the song to come on the radio. I remember, it's so funny when you hear like a song and you connect to that song. You think, I'm going to buy the whole CD. And then you listen to the whole CD and you think, this is not like that one song. <laughs> remember Torn by Natalie Brulia <gasps> Loved that song. I got the album. The album's really depressing. It's her singing about her depression a lot. It's very dark. That's the brightest song on the album.
2: Sometimes Heartbreak just makes up more records. Sure.
0: Oh, yeah. ML, like, you know, it's a... Uh, well, that was a uh, moody little middle schooler. So I was like, I love this. This feels like me.
1: I think it gives the impetus for songwriting i think that heartbreak i think because you just need a way to express yourself and a lot of times you've just like lost the person that you know
2: what's the yeah. thing about being happy well and honestly like it's except that s-
1: for our
2: song baby smart <laughs> yeah. marketing too because especially as a kid like all i wanted to listen to in middle and high school was the most sad depressing oh film.
4: yeah
2: oh, our ev- lives our lives are so hard
4: yeah
2: <laughs> evanescence Oh God. That was a huge moment for me as a kid. Like i followed Evanescence up until like uh, the album where they did like Call Me When You're Sober and like Lithium and all that. Um but Evanescence was like it for me. Amy Lee just like I I worshiped the ground she walked on. I That's just true. loved her voice. I still do, she's very talented. Um, but I just um yeah, but that was huge for me. I, I was always wanting to listen like I would skip to any ballad of any C D that I got. I was like I want to hear what the ballad is. Oh, ballad. yeah. oh I want to hear the ballad.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, so another one. I have several memories throughout my life about Destiny Child. Oh, on. God. God. How could we
2: ever Destiny forget? Destiny Child.
1: And then I was definitely one of those girls who likes Beyonce too much um, for a long period of time. I mean, like, the love. girls I lived with in college were described as those girls who love Beyonce. Yeah. <laughs> <And so>, uh, <laughs> But I first, we had to do this activity when I was in the third grade where you write down all your favorite things at that time and you seal it and you don't open it till the next year. I lost the letter. And the only thing that I know for sure was that I wrote Survivor by Justin was my favorite song. And I went, like, <laughs> I wonder if this will be my favorite song next year. And for some reason, that thought is burned into my brain, but I can't yeah. remember the vacation I went on what? when I was 18. So, <laughs> It
0: has a people. I know. Absolutely.
1: I also, the same year, I've gotten in trouble for, we were on a field trip. We went on a boat as a class and Sting My Name by Destiny's Child Come On. And I went and danced by myself in the middle of the dance floor which was described to my parents as grinding with the air, And um, everybody laughed at me and made fun of me. And the teachers made me stop. And then I remember someone was like, why? We all think it's great. And they were like, but not for the right reason. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah.
0: Good for that kid, though, saying, hey. No, no, the kid, the kid was mean. <laughs> oh, <laughs> The oh, teacher what, for me. Do people. that kid, though. I think, oh, like, it would have been that, cool if they were like, oh, she's weird, and
1: that's cool. But it was like, she's weird, that's
0: weird. Oh, no. Oh. I used to have kids in middle school. They would try to do this thing where they'd see me snap at someone before because they were bothering me. So They would just go, hey. Hey, Zach. Hey. Hey. Oh, hey. Oh, and, I would just, oh, and then I, I, I got their game. I was like... What? What do you want? And they're like, oh, no, you're, no, you're not upset. I'm like, no. no, they hated me. Yeah, no, <laughs> they could idea. smell the gay on me. Like, you don't even
1: exist can't. to me. Yeah. I'm
0: like, if you need me, I'll be playing Spice Girls with my friends. They cast me as the manager. Because <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't be one of the girls. So I could be the manager.
4: I mean, in the movie,
0: Richard knows. Grant, yeah. Richard A. Grant. Also, oh, so, yeah, so TV and film ladies. What about TV and film ladies? I'll start with Sam
1: again. Okay, so number one, my number one yeah. is Jessica Rabbit. As, now I'm <gasps> going to go into Red Hat. Oh, and, like, wow, yes. When I saw that movie, I didn't know that was a thing that was possible to have this side by side. It was before I had seen Space Jam, and I wasn't introduced into the movie Cool World until.
4: This year. Yeah, a well, whole uh, I'm sure
1: I would have been obsessed with Hollywood as well. But Jessica Rabbit was just yeah. it to me. For a very long time, MySpace said, I'm not bad, I'm just drawn that way. Because <gasps> she was so iconic to me. Her red, foamy hair. Oh, do yeah. you know
0: who the her singing voice was? No. Oh. Amy Irving, who played Hadass in Yentl. I think she was on oh, Alias. Oh my gosh, she was on Alias. Story. Yeah, you would never like, think but, that would be her, but she, she was married to somebody that had something to do with the movie. And they thought, oh, she could do it. That'd be cute. And she's great. I, mean, I love that oh, song.
1: So good. I
0: just never thought that'd be her voice.
1: Yeah, love that song. But yeah, her and then also Ariel uh, Little Mermaid. Oh, I yeah. spent a lot of time at the beach. Just you
4: were a friend. You were a kid.
1: I know. I, yeah, Poison Ivy. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, yes.
0: As I saw Lady Freeze when I pulled her
1: plaque, this is the one in my show.
4: Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I love.
1: love her opening monologue. I actually did it from an audition to be the plant in Little Shop before
4: oh. God.
0: I got the show. Oh, <laughs> but you got know. it. But you booked it. I
1: booked it. I booked, booked it. it, it. Because that is,
0: it is the perfect monologue to do. Isn't For that God. our theme of this year? is, oh, well, I, I had things I was going to be doing, but I won't be doing them now. But I, I did. Uh, but I didn't have things yeah. I was going to do. It's I was supposed to be in three shows this year.
4: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's okay. It's going to be okay. We're going to get it back.
1: Yeah, she's another iconic redhead for me, though. Ariel, Jessica Rabbit.
0: We used to watch The New Adventures, Adventures of Pippi Longstocking. It was a movie from <laughs> the late 80s. Me and my sister were obsessed with that movie. We watched it so many times.
1: Oh, I forget her name, but the love interest in the Goofy movies also. I <gasps> oh, was- yeah!
3: Also, something
1: about, like, I was just like, I like cartoon cartoons. <laughs> Like, little little redhead
0: goofy girl. Yeah. Were they dogs?
1: What were they supposed to be? Dog. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm not calling her a dog. I mean, it's literally, uh, literally. She goofy. might have been a dog.
1: Yeah. Nice yeah. um, love interest. And then Lola Bani in
4: Space Jam. Then oh, Lola Bunny. I,
1: she I was, was cool. cool. I she could it. play sports. She was smooth. Everybody else well, was, she, like, was like, like a wiggled
4: character. in there
0: like, she oh, she someone knows how to play basketball. <laughs> and, like, yeah. it was, I loved that. What about you? Oh, God. I mean, so many. Right?
2: I yeah, I have so many. I mean, the one that comes to mind. Anyone that knows me and for five minutes knows that I am obsessed with Jennifer Garner. <laughs> I love everything that she's ever done, even the trashy Christian movies that she's been she's in. She's always good um, in them. She's yeah. She, that's the thing. It's just like I dare anyone that doubts Jennifer Garner to watch Alias. I can just watch that. the pilot. Just watch the pilot of Alias, and you will understand why I am obsessed with her. And for me, growing up, like when I saw Alias for the first time, it was actually not until like I was like I think like sixteen or seventeen. But I think what what like resonated with me so much was like that is how I always viewed women like complex, powerful, complicated, capable of so much, and just mm-hmm. like I really desire to see more like strong female characters because I mean I think we all have can attest as gay men, like seeing any like strong powerful female just thriving oh just, yeah like, there's like a visceral body reaction that happens.
0: Oh <laughs> I was into I was into Buffy the vampire slayer which yeah, I feel like Buffy. before one of the seeds for a share like alias and mm-hmm. they went oh well buffy's a huge fan we'll do alias yeah because I was obsessed with Sarah Michelle Geller. I watched yeah. her and everything I know what she did last summer Scream two she's famously not a it long but she said uh,
1: cool it <laughs> cool
0: yes, yeah so yeah fierce women that are just kicking ass and calm comp- because the thing about i think it's so great about it's alias because i'm she i'm did. new to alias and i always liked jennifer garner i definitely didn't think she was untalented or anything but Maxwell loves her and <sighs> i would think yeah she's good but jesus christ and then i watched <laughs> a pilot of alias and i went Oh, I fully get it now. Yeah. Like now you wonder, like, <laughs> how after seeing her do this show, did they think, okay, how will we stereotype her? Oh, she can be the nice mom. Like, it's insane <laughs> to me that's where they thought to go with her. She, thing, she is amazing with that. Like, sure. Okay, yeah, yeah,
2: and that mom character. Like, in love, Simon, and her monologue, she gets crying every time.
0: Um, I think yeah, what like, makes for an alias so look is she makes it so grounded and warm, but also fierce and, and, and She's also
2: got she's very cold yeah. in
0: that show, very close off
2: motion she goes through, so much. It's an exhausting yeah, show. Yeah. I can only watch like two in a row, then like I guess that's yeah, like, it's very arduous mentally to watch for sure. Also very yeah. violent for the time. I was shocked yes. what they uh, were allowed to show.
1: Well she was on uh, David Tenn's podcast. David Tennant does a podcast. Um, it's a great episode. Oh, oh, she has oh, a yeah. to it. But she talks about alias and how this is really the early stages of coming in. Oh, and Daredevil. I think this is what she's finding like. oh, oh, Daredevil. Yeah. And she's like, this is the beginning of like the new age of superhero movies. So like I don't know
2: what they were doing. So uh, I just hate, like, because of course, like, I can't sit here and try to defend Daredevil or Elektra's movies because I know that they're not the best. Yeah, but I just.
0: But how I, much as baseball? They didn't put lots of money behind them. They
2: didn't yeah, exactly. Have I'm like, like, yeah, we need to hire. I mean, the biggest thing I have to say. I mean, no, no offense, but the writing is the worst part of both of them. Well, I think that's really. the big thing. They try to write
0: female characters like they write male characters, and it's like. No, like, Believe you're losing the all the interesting yeah. complexity of a female lead. Like, why are you doing this? Yeah, it just, it's just, so I, don't, I, don't, I don't think
2: we females were involved uh, <laughs> yeah. in that process, for sure. But, you know, I just, I, especially as a kid, whenever she did come out with, like, whenever I first saw Daredevil and then I saw Electra or whatever, even though there were trash movies, just her in that black outfit, Daredevil, and then the, oh, yeah. the red one in Electra, I was just like, yes! Female power. Well, and then Female. you wonder,
0: maybe they were off to the right track with her at first. They thought, oh, yeah, she'll be good as, like, an action star. But then they were both flops. And they went, never mind, you can be a mom. Like, you know, uh, that's, that's
2: probably funny. closer to what happens. That's part. Me more, like, to watch is just knowing how, or, like, knowing what she is capable of, and then seeing her continuously. Like, like 13 going like, on 30 these, Oh my uh, god, I have a few movies that are like this, but that is one of those movies that's like a campfire. It's like you put <laughs> it on, it emits warmth, and happiness, and good vibes, and like you're gonna be in a better mood after you've watched that movie, and you're gonna have like a little happy ram cry every time
3: it's
4: uh, like that's like sleepless in seattle yeah. for me yeah.
2: I mean, that's less goofy but it's like you
0: get the giggles you get the cries you feel like cleansing. she's like i had a whole emotional
4: experience yeah and there's like a sense like, of escapism
2: yeah. For, her, yeah
1: for 13 going on 30 maximilian and i did web series a couple of years ago called transplanting oh my god yeah transplanting. and there was an episode uh, I played the best uh, best friend to the lead her and I went on a glamping trip and we actually went to a glamping site for the episode oh, wow. and we pulled open the barn door of this beautiful cabin and 13 going up 30 was just plain <gasps> oh my I know, we were
2: like, was... this is actually magical and we're going to sit here and watch <laughs> oh this is great. Oh. That's perfect. That would have been like the selling factor to me. I'd be like, okay, great. You guys are going to have to pay me now as long as this movie's playing. <laughs> One
0: the yeah. that movie that for some reason is like linked to Also My Childhood because she happened to be in several things I loved was Judy Greer. Who Judy plays the... Greer. Because yeah, she was in Jawbreaker. Because oh. if we're talking about women in TV uh... and film, oh, I was obsessed with Jawbreaker. Rose, Rose McGowan of everything. The Rebecca. I thought I was straight, because I had such a crush on Rebecca Gayhart. I thought she was the most beautiful, with that curly red hair, this gorgeous woman. I just thought I wanted to be her. I didn't want to do anything with her. I wanted to be Rebecca Gayhart. But at the time, I thought, I must not be gay, because...
2: Rebecca Gayhart, though. Rebecca <laughs> <Gayheart>. <laughs> uh, that's how I felt about... I mean, that's a whole other topic of, like, women we've our sexuality for in some way. <laughs> hello, hello, Nicole Kidman. First time I saw her in Moulin Rouge, oh, my God. I saw Moulin Rouge
0: in the theater seven times. I made my parents drive that movie the theater seven times. And I would have watched it again, but my dad said, this is the last time you're going to be allowed to watch... Moulin Rouge, and actually joked on him, I think he said that around, like, time five,
3: and I would <laughs> pretend
0: that I was seeing a different movie, because he wouldn't stay. He dropped me off and went back after, like, going to the store. I would say, yes, I'm going to see A Knight's Tale, because I really want to see that A Knight's Tale movie, and I would just watch it. I mean, that's good, that. but it's not Moulin Rouge. Oh, he's Ledger. Of course, yeah. The David uh, Bowie oh, yeah. Oh, you would love that movie if that's a fair. 70s rock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah of course. When get, like, the
1: boys are back in town. Sometimes there are musical moments in film that just swell my heart. And, like
0: The and, Golden Years is, like, yeah, yeah, is the
1: one. The Golden remember, Years. Yeah. But there, are, there are multiple moments in that movie where just a song is so perfect. <sighs> That I just feel like I want to flow. Yeah, out when of they're my dancing
4: body. to, her and they're perfectly like
0: into with the waviness of the tracks. So, oh, so it's so good! It's so good. And
1: then,
4: to
0: her, girl. The last thing I even remember seeing her, and she played Jack Black's girlfriend in The Holiday. That she's not on. Oh
4: yeah. Spoiler I, knew that. I, mean, <laughs> I think that's right <laughs>
0: I mean, maybe there's a whole career that I am totally ignorant to. And she's like, um, fuck you. I've been working this entire time. <laughs> my dad is a I He'll go. Whatever happened to that actor? And I go, Dad, they've been nominated for the Oscars on something. They're like, Why I haven't seen them in anything.
4: What do you want? What
0: do you want? To she has a bit on NCIS. <laughs> she has a bit on Zag,
2: Dad. Another <laughs> um, one that Zach will 100% be able to expand upon.
0: Britney Murphy. Oh, oh, okay. I remember viscerally where I was. It was snowstorm in Asheville. <laughs> me <and my> sister, <laughs>
4: snowstorm in Asheville. You <laughs> and my sister
0: were driving. Oh, we the already like, oh god, the roads are so icy. We we're driving to Ingalls, the the grocery store. If you I don't know what Ingalls is, and my friend called me. It's a friend who never calls me. And I go, oh hello. And he goes, hi. I have something to tell you. And I went, oh god. That's kind of like, Britney Murphy died. And I legit. And cry i mean, i tears on my face and going, like
1: what but what happened I'm
0: like no by, by what i thought you should know
1: yeah. and i was crushed That's
0: oh, i was crushed oh yeah they still like we think it was mold in the apartment it wasn't drugs they had they happened like generally she did not have drugs in her system yeah. but apparently what they think was that she was on a lot of antibiotics for what she thought was like pneumonia or something, there actually was mold in the apartment. So the drugs affected her breathing. That's what, like, just because her husband died of the same, same thing. thing. So yeah, awful. Wow. But she was it, like, uptown girl. I mean, Clueless to me is not, we're talking about women, 90s, I'm a child. I remember watching Clueless when I was eight years old. I didn't get the movie at all, but it was my favorite movie. I remember thinking, I love this. I don't know what's happening. But oh my God, because I wanted to be shared with all with, I wanted to be her in that red mini dress. At least just silver
2: Oh, yeah. That oh, yellow black book oh. is, uh, is a cultural oh. phenomenon. <laughs> yeah. For me,
0: it's the red slutty dress she wore for Christian. But like,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, would, I would love to slut, oh my God, Christian. And she's trying to be playing with him on the bed and she rolls off the bench. Oh, <laughs> uh,
1: that I love, I love Coolest. But then when I started rolling Michelle's high school reunion, that took over. Because I didn't know who I was. Like, I really identify, like, especially
4: I see you as Lisa Kudrow. Oh,
1: no, Jimmy Garofalo. <laughs> oh,
4: absolutely.
1: <laughs> by sharing another memory. I remember one time telling a teacher, I just don't feel like I'm being myself. I'm really sarcastic. And she went, are you sarcastic or are you mean? And <laughs> that thought has not escaped
3: me. Was I wasn't say, why don't
0: you go fuck a dog? Or your so sister, she, or, she, she, or she, or whatever. whatever. You have <laughs> yeah, what up, have you seen Romeo and Michelle? I don't think
4: so now. Oh, okay. Oh, great. Have to watch it. I watched
0: Lisa Kudrow is so funny. Uh, well, because Lisa Kudrow was in the stage play it was based on, and she's the only thing that like moved with the play.
2: Uh, it was very different on stage. Really. Another thing growing up too was Megan Mullally, yeah.
3: oh, like Will, and Grace, Will and Grace, and you know
2: Deborah Messing, of course, and you know just. Yeah, um, those two ladies are just like. I couldn't <laughs> I have I
0: that show that. on in the house, so I remember I would have to be watching Will and Grace. That so I heard my parents footsteps going towards the hallway to my room, I had to change
4: channels. So, they uh, say I, was so the I know. Yeah, you do. I remember
1: watching my mom and always being like, "How is E.R. still on?" <laughs> like as <laughs> so a child, like I was a ten year old, I was like, so "How is long. this still on?" Yeah. But I can remember when I started watching Friends. Like I remember when I was waiting from summer to summer for the pickup and yeah. what's going to happen.
0: I don't um, love it now, but I do you remember loving it back no, Yeah, no, it.
1: It, yeah. On, a, on a rewatch, it did not. age. Oh,
0: oh a- some stuff. Oh, my oh, God. Really? The, oh. the whole Kathleen Turner thing playing oh. Chandler's. Well, the, uh, just, Ross yeah, and yeah,
1: XY, yeah. oh, but also right, right. they met one black person in 10 years.
0: And Aisha Tyler and they made a huge I remember it was a big deal, like the first black romantic interest on Friends and she was gone after two episodes. I'm like, oh give yourselves a pat on the back, aren't you? Oh, we should all just marvel at NBC for their inclusivity. Uh, uh, anyway. <laughs>
1: I remember Molly Eklund, who was a friend of mine in sixth and seventh grade. I mean in like in life, mm-hmm. but we got that's when we got really close. And her and I there's a dance theme that Roe and Michelle do at the club and her and I watched it over yeah. and over and over until we knew every move. Oh, and we fair. would like we also we also had our own dance for Blue Control Hit 'em up style. Like we yes. would, <laughs> We were dance girls together. Um, I
0: knew three friends in high school that learned the dance with Alan Cumming, the trio dance, and they did it for a talent show. Uh-huh. That was great.
1: I actually just did a Zoom call with my three best friends from high school. We had this weird thing at my high school called freshman dances. And all the freshmen mm-hmm. would be in groups of like four or five and have to like do a dance like what? a you choreographed as oh, part of the jam. Like it was a part of gym and
0: like over no. class would no. come and watch it no. so what what you're all going to do is you're going to make up a dance with your awkward 14 year old bodies and you're going to perform them for the older kids they're going to watch and and make
1: really fun. <laughs> you. I went first out of all the 10 classes, I
4: don't know. Just get
1: out of the way. Oh, so we learned the full dance from Superstar. All like the
4: way <gasps> oh, yes. to yes. every. Is it? Everybody
1: to everybody yeah, my yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a standing ovation. Oh, so like, it really no. didn't go bad for me because like, we just got weird with it. Well, you know what?
0: Yeah. Kids are like casting rooms. They want you to be good. They want yeah. you to be good. If it's good, they're going to enjoy it. Yes. <laughs> if it's bad,
4: they're not good.
1: I know it was a big part, obviously, for my last time dancing in public. So. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Wait, left, left, right?
1: When I was Destiny's Child. Was little oh, little. I was, I was, this oh,
0: see, was, I was remembering you told... Oh, oh. What? Maybe I shouldn't bring up the story. I remember it involving uh, reflections. Oh,
1: yeah. Okay, so that was fourth grade. Um, okay,
0: we don't have to talk about it. No, I, it's, okay.
1: it's a beautiful, bold moment in my life. Well, I remember first, after, you know, the whole Destiny's Child incident, when, for the talent show, I said I was going to do this Was this after
0: the Destiny's Child?
1: Yeah, this is the oh, next year. This is fourth grade.
4: Okay.
1: Um <laughs> And so (laughs) they were like, you can't do it to Lady Marmalade. And I was like, I'm not doing it to Lady Marmalade. I will be dancing to Reflections by Christina Aguilera. And I had a vintage mirror and I put on my great grandmother's like ball gown. It was like a beautiful, like rust copper colored ball gown, but like tattered, not smelling ball gown. Mm -hmm. So I had that and a mirror and I just kind of like rolled around on the floor and listened to Reflections. And once again, Everybody laughed at me. So you
3: watched.
1: I didn't. So you- I think some. Somebody- I remember I you talked about
0: this in the Crucible. And the judging man went, "Oh, did you win?" And you turned me said, "No, absolutely not."
1: <laughs> no, I believe like two kids on pogo sticks won.
2: Oh <laughs> wow! what was the song? What did they do? The pogo oh, too? Oh, sticks. Oh, that. Oh, trash. What, did they flip or?
1: I think they like put shirts on. Oh, come on
0: oh jesus christ did they have mirror choreo the entire fourth grade once again i embarrassed myself
1: i, <laughs>
0: I remember <laughs> i i tried to enter a talent show to sing and then i got so nervous before i was supposed to go on that i just went i'm not doing it and they went what am i, I i'm not doing it and they went oh like Well, we can't. I was like, I'm not doing it. I just left the room. I was like, I'm not in the room. Make me do it. I just left. Oh, my God. I remember. remember. Oh, the worst thing I remember. I went to an audition once when I was 13. I got so nervous that I left. And my dad's like, Are you done? I went, Um, yep, I already auditioned. And we're done. And he's like, Oh, okay. And then later he's like, What happened with that play? And I just.
4: I didn't didn't get cats. (laughs) Oh, no. no. I
2: remember it was seventh grade with my best friend at the time, Caitlin Harrelson. No. Caitlin, I really doubt you're listening to this, but if you are, hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Caitlin Harrelson. We sang. God, the only difference between martyrdom and space press coverage by Panic the Disco.
0: Wow.
2: wow. <laughs> and it was so much fun. Uh, we did not. Race. We were not good. Um, we, did, <laughs> we, <laughs> we do a lot of talent shows no, no. I, I was the only one I was so nervous I was really just like holding the mic in my hands and just staring directly in her eyes and looking nowhere else because I could not look oh. off stage to the audience oh. it was oh, I, oh, we oh. Were on pitch and like I remember a few people like came up and were like I didn't know you could sing I was like oh thank you but I just we did in place and it wasn't good but I think it was good in comparison to what else was in the talent show
3: I remember
0: I did one count, however, it was for there was this thing called Buggy Festival in my hometown. It's just a bunch of buggies. You just look like at buggies. Oh, like bugs? No, like buggies, like that horses would draw. like, buggies. Oh, like, like carriages. Yeah, they carriages. call them buggies. buggies. It's all okay. buggies. It was Buggy Festival Idol.
3: <laughs> and I sang,
0: I sang "To Where You Are" by Josh Groban. Oh, I thought you were going to say "Raise Me Up." I think I was raise second, second runner-up. Wow! So oh. I, I got beat by girl saying Kelly Pickler song, which is very on brand for my hometown. So oh I my god! Remember,
2: Kelly Pickler was the T. Oh, the second. Oh, I, think right. had, I
0: think she had. I that in the bucket in that whole song, and oh, then I, I went, "That girl's going to win!" Run. I remember she was wearing a red little dress and her hair. Yeah. all floofed up. I went, oh, she's me. gonna win. Bro. Like I'm wearing she khakis and I'm buttoned up. I'm singing Josh Grove, and they're like, I think that one's gay. It's you know? <laughs> amazing. <laughs> she
1: was the Shea Kool of the buggy idol.
2: So we were like, oh here she comes, here's Carolyn. Do you guys ever have like in your high schools like just people that were so talented at singing and like so great yeah. such great right, musician. There was this one girl that was like she's she sang Brand- a Randall Lambert song, uh, and it was like Incredible. You see, uh, have to be sure, that. yeah, and she just like started the song, and now she's an nurse, and like which is amazing, like hell yeah, oh, sure, yeah.
3: I like, <laughs> just
2: it's amazing to me how many people like that I saw in high school that just had so much like potential to do something arts and then just did.
0: Oh, it's the girl had thought like, like she's gonna be on Broadway. She's be like oh now she works in, like nurse, in engineering yeah. whatever. But then and, there's like, some are like she's vaguely talented and they're doing voiceover acting. It's funny.
4: Yeah,
0: I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah. Well, a, a lot of times I think a lot of creative kids. You think about all these famous stars who talked about high school and how they were not the leads in their plays, mm. I think because they didn't have the confidence yet. Oh, confidence so the talent was there, but yeah. they
2: were experience.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, I know I was. I didn't feel comfortable as a performer on stage until probably like twenty. Then I finally went like, okay, I think that's, I'm okay. I think I'm that's okay.
2: That's actually a good question. Actually, like, when was the first time you actually felt like firm on a stage?
0: <laughs> Mine was being a little top of horrors when I played Seymour. I at least felt like I was in control of what I was doing, and I could get the laughs. I needed the laughs. I could hit the notes.
2: Like I felt comfortable. I oh, don't know. I feel like the first time I was fully in control of like what I was doing, and like very checked in was Sir Harry and one of mattress. Absolutely not. No, much later.
1: I think I started. I did this production of The Dark which was another student's year project when I was a freshman in college. But she brought in her advisor. And so we did a lot of connecting as an ensemble. It was very creative. But then my sophomore year, Candace Taylor, who became the department chair of Warren Wilson, came in and we just connected really quickly. And she really shaped who I am as an actor and, Technique-wise, support-wise, pushing me. She pushed me in, a, in so many ways, just getting me outside of my comfort zone and making me a professional. Her first show was Cloud Nine by Carol Churchill. And uh, that. it's very cool. It plays with gender and sexuality. It's a great play. It's the first act You have a set of characters in the 1800s, and then it actually goes forward to England in the 1980s, but it's the same characters. Uh-huh. And... Uh, oh, my, I'm thinking
0: of a different show, but yeah, sorry, <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> I was thinking of it a totally different yeah. show. It was a very similar thing. So I thought, oh, I think
1: that it's really good. But I connected to stuff. She really just got me in my body in a different way. And one of my then best friends from all of college came to see me in the show and loved my performance so much that we became better friends. And so it was, yeah. There's she has a uh, monologue at the end. Of the character I play,
4: she's been in, in an abusive
1: for the whole show and it's about her learning to love herself and masturbating again for the first time and realizing that it doesn't feel dirty or to touch herself and that it's oh, good wow. and that it's beautiful and that she shouldn't be ashamed of it. And that's how we became friends because we talked about that monologue and it was just Oof. yeah. It's a good one. It's like the last moment of the show.
2: Okay. I think the first time that I really felt like affirmed on a stage, like, I know I'm in control, was probably either the submission uh, when I did Oh, that. you were good at that. Thank you. That was the first
0: time as your friend I saw you on stage, and I went, my friend's really good at this, oh, and I don't even care that he's my friend. Like, I would just think that's what I saw the play. Oh, yeah, thank you. I mean. yeah, that one, and uh,
2: actually, weirdly enough, the, the, that experience was uh, wild. Uh, I also felt that way about uh, Jesus Christ Superstar oh, uh, when I did that. I played Simon Zealots, and that. Oh. that was... Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. I, I felt—I mean, I was part of the ensemble as well, of course, just like in the whole show, basically. And yeah, that was just one of the shows where it's like so performer-driven. It um, was a big cast, too. yeah. Okay. And yeah. Large, I remember I like with like, a lot of bodies on stage. It was shows for sure. It was constant, like touching as well. And it's one of the more fun shows to be in the ensemble of because there's so many scenes and worlds that you get to be a part of oh, as an yeah. ensemble member. and yeah. so much like character building that you can do from scene to scene because there is such difference. I remember um, there so many men in that show. Because so, they, they came out for the show because that show just
1: there are people that came out for them.
2: Yeah, because that show brings out people. People love that show. But yeah, those two were the moments where i was like oh yeah i'm a real actor i
0: think the right show attracts people it's like when we did sweeney todd at ashford community theater yeah yeah, like sold out and they had so many people come out and i remember them thinking wow where all this talent come from and it's like well if you do a show people want to be in they'll come and audition for it just like i feel like people would
2: flock out for uh into the woods Oh, like, I still read this one. It's yeah, still a, a dream show of my own. I, I, know. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I, I mean, I'm in this weird in-between as an actor where I'm like, I would love to play Jack, but I feel like I'd probably make more sense as one of the princes at this level. And I'd say remember. Prince would be more
0: fun for you. Yeah. You could be Jack, because honestly, the original Jack in the Broadway run, he looked like your age. Like he, yeah. he... It was supposed to be more he's on the verge of being an adult and he needs to let go of his mother i think it's better when he's older than when he's a child because when a child at the end when spoiler alert the mom dies and they're like you have to grow up jack you're gonna have to take care of yourself like it's a fucking
4: child yeah someone take this
2: child in yeah Away. I'm just drawn to roles where my mom is apparently dead, apparently.
4: Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Bright star. Oh, is for
3: for me.
0: <laughs> so closing up, who who got you through the most? Who do you just remember worshiping the most, if you could think of one? Jennifer Runner. <laughs> That's just it. Yeah. Me, it's collectively Ooh, actually, no. Mine was specifically Michelle Pfeiffer in Batman Returns. Wow. Because She became Catwoman, and she tore up that pink apartment she lived in. She shattered the lights that said, hell here. I thought, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And now I look at my room, like, lots of neon lights, lots of hot pink.
2: Yeah.
0: I'm not uh, shredding stuffed animals in my garbage disposal, but it's pink. And she was just Michelle Piper. And I had... I remember for Christmas my parents got me a Batman mobile and a Batman and they thought, Isn't that exciting? are right? she was so excited about the Batman toys. And just thrown into the thing was a Catwoman action figure just to have something to fight Batman with. It became Catwoman. Catwoman sold a fucking car. That was Catwoman's car now. I would play <laughs> I would play her beating up Batman all the time and
2: yeah. Oh, I love Watching females kick ass. Oh so okay. nice, Especially when they're beating up men. Well, she has a no. line.
0: <laughs> she has a line where she's talking to Bruce Wayne, and they don't know who each other is yet. She he doesn't know that she's Catwoman, and he says something about Catwoman, and she says, "Did you hear? They said she weighs 130 pounds. I don't know how these hacks sleep at night." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I,
4: was like, I love it.
1: I think I didn't get to touch on her today, but for me, it's Anne Margaret. Oh. I saw Bye Bye Birdie, yeah. uh, and I just remember thinking, nobody knows this musical. Oh, that,
0: prop <laughs> like, top, that prop top she
1: wears. Her little kitten paws that she does when she dances. She puts them on her side. <laughs> I just, oh my she Graham, was so beautiful. cool. I love the way she danced, I love her songs just uh her, got a lot of
0: living to do oh, of, wow. oh, how
1: lovely to be a woman um, <gasps> well i just for me it's even just that iconic very beginning moment when she sings bye bye and, Bird. Yellow dress, and, her yeah. and that blue screen i just her energy her whole way she moves and wiggles i think it's when well, so, she's
0: so innocent and kitten like in the beginning of the end yeah. she's sassy and over him she's like bye bye bye, Bernie.
1: <laughs> bye, bye. yeah yeah and i her, because I had a lot of love for her and Marilyn Monroe.
0: I was um, cause I'm, yeah. cause I'm a I was late. For her. <laughs> I knew her as that woman that was on a bunch of beach towels at That's the store. Um, her, right. But I and then later her. I went, oh, there's a reason why you're on towels.
1: Oh, yeah. and for me, I uh, I listened to her CD. I fully had her CD, which featured like the greatest hits of Marilyn, Diamonds Are a Best Friend, Just a little Girl from Little Rock. Um, she had a lot
0: of musical. She did, she um, did a lot um, of uh, there's no business like show business too without the woman.
1: And so I listened to her music before I got yeah. into her movies. But then I kind of became obsessed with her and her personality and how she realized she was a great yeah. But I also think very much I think her like I saw Anne Margaret first. It was Anne Margaret that lived in Maryland and those nineteen fifties kid- kidney pinups that yeah. Yeah. You know, I love. <sighs>
0: Well, this was fun. I had a uh, so much
4: fun.
3: Yeah.
0: I could. I mean, I feel like we could talk about this those. Oh, yeah. We'll for ever. Ever. We, <laughs> we, <laughs> I mean, it's um, hard question, right. like, what men from your childhood, do you remember being a fan of, like, ugh, uh, Johnny amazing. Depp and Tim Burton movies? I don't know. Oh, my God.
1: Probably yeah. Austin Powers. Uh, oh, Austin
0: Powers. Uh, oh, uh, oh, yeah. And everything.
1: Well, because my, yeah. <laughs> my mom, I actually called my mom and was like, hey, is there anyone I've missing? We're going to talk about the pop culture icons that I really loved growing up. And she said, actually, you were pretty gender neutral. You liked a lot of men. You liked a lot of women. So I think I kind of, I also think, like, I just liked men better. I was a little misogynist and just very boy crazy. <laughs> like, in that internal, like, not liking women, I think yeah. it me lean towards more male comedians. And I was a big comedy fan. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I used to be related really to male comedians. Though. I just just like, natural, now I just like female
2: comedians just, more. Just,
1: like, not, just the fact that it wasn't diversified. Like, there's yeah. a lot of male comics that I still love it
2: just wasn't a good find. time oh, yeah, i feel like we could have a whole episode of just all the people that we love from saturday night live oh uh, <laughs> well, i mean that's yeah. a future episode
0: i will probably do a saturday night Live episode yeah, because maybe. i am a drag race nerd yeah. and i am a saturday night Live nerd. people say no one watches espinel anymore i'm like I watch, I, watch yeah, I
1: watch it every week i watch every week i follow the instagram
0: to see who's gonna host like no 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 yeah
1: yeah Ugh. I have a Sarah Lee bread mug, and if you understand, that is a reference from this past season of SNL, oh, a sketch with uh, Harry Styles, where he is running a Sarah Lee bread Instagram account. Oh and my when god, you fill yeah. With hot water, is the Sarah Lee logo, um, it fades from black to white. The mug, is black with the Sarah Lee logo, when you add hot water, it turns white and as all of like the wrecking daddy um, <laughs> yes. and the toxic community
0: getting railed to death, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, my,
1: my partner, my
0: favorite, got it for me for Christmas because he knows how much I love. Shout them. out to Alan Law. Yeah. We, we love Alan Law in So, to close up, I'm doing another segment I've done in the last episode called The Last Actress That Made Me Feel Something. So, this could be anything, could be a funny performance, could have been a sad performance, but the last role the last thing you watch just ah
2: love her i have a weird one so i've been re-watching the harry potter movies like i do uh, pretty much my entire life and something just really stood out like especially just with more like appreciation this time watching uh harry potter and the order of the phoenix amelda staunton as Dolores umbridge mm-hmm. is like you love to hate her like is not you know it's a great actress when you are able to hate the character, but still like have massive respect for the actor. And yeah, that, it's like watching her be it's just like the little like mm-hmm. like the little laugh she does, just like and so detailed. Yeah. That, oh yeah, the,
0: the softness of the pink and how feminine she is, but then yeah, she's but so, just like
2: so sadistic and just so terrifying, just really so talented yeah that that was the last one where i was like wow she's so talented she's also great in gypsy oh yeah sam
1: so for me it would be tani newsome on space force space force oh yeah it's a new show on netflix yeah i heard
2: about that it's
1: a uh no it's uh greg daniels who
0: made i only watched steve carell Oh, what am I thinking about? With the something called there was thing? a show. I know what you're talking. About. It was on Fox. Uh, yeah. It was called the yeah, something show. That's
1: not
4: this time.
0: Well, okay. oh,
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then there's also really great um, on HBO Avenue Five, which which came out this Ooh, year okay. with Hugh Laurie, and that's really good too. Oh, he's
4: back. Okay, good. Oh, it's
1: a good one. They're chartered in space, almost like a yacht, and this one gets thrown up. Oh, and wow. it's
0: the, like, yeah, I was confusing those two shows. I remember thinking, wait, I thought this was set in space. I thought it was in space. So, yeah, now it all makes sense. Yeah, oh, this
1: yeah. is Space Force, Steve
0: Carell Watch and- that. I, I watched Steve Corral. Yeah, we watched a few episodes. Yeah, I can't remember him with,
4: like the monkey.
2: <laughs> the monkey. <laughs> the monkey in space.
0: It's yeah. weird, show. I love parts of it. I'm not obsessed with it yet. I've been wanting more Lisa Kudrow. I was kind of disappointed how little Lisa Kudrow was in it. Yeah, it's um, definitely a very Steve Carell run. But I want to watch The rest. Guy here. There's a really heavy Lisa Kudrow episode. That there I to terms, yeah.
1: Uh I just really loved it they actually now they're gonna have to fight for the trademark with the actual space force oh like, god, my god i think they already got oh.
0: it well, wasn't it like a direct parody of like yes what they space saw,
1: force there was real? no show they saw it and we were like they were like yeah. we'll make that show and well, hilarious. Hilarious. but tiny miss um hosts a podcast called yo is this Ra- racist oh, and yeah. she's also on the show as a pilot and she's left like, flies the helicopter what, uh, she's a pilot for Steve Curl's like personal helicopter and she's it's, she, one of those performances where it's a breakup performance and it's just like oh this is star power, power. Yeah, yeah star, star power. power she's yeah. so funny and her podcast is very funny they take uh, questions from callers they're like this racist and yeah. then her and our co-host Andrew both answer the questions and they have guests on uh, and they do it in a informative and hilarious way but just her it's so crazy to have listened to the podcast and hear about her going on auditions and audition experience, and then she's filming this show that's going to be huge, and it's so funny, and she she's been so funny on it. So yeah, I just out loud tackling watching it.
0: Mine was on HBO. I saw they had in her shoes, and originally I said, "Yeah, we should watch that." And I went, "Yeah," and then I couldn't make myself not hit play. I'll watch. I'll watch <gasps> it again, but. You look at you go, know, oh wow, Tony Collette, you know Cameron Diaz. Ooh, I bet Tony Collette's amazing, and Tony Collette is really great. But the actual MVP for me is Cameron Diaz because it's such a good role for her. Because uh, if you don't know the movie, she is the gorgeous sister of Tony Collette, who's more front B, and you find out that Cameron Diaz, either is dyslexic, which just has trouble like reading. And it's been sabotaging her her entire life because she keeps getting close to opportunity and they fall through because she just will walk away for something if they ask her to read because it's, you know, and just the, She's so vulnerable in the scenes where, there's a scene where she's going to be an MTV BJ oh. and they love her personality and tell her to come back for a final callback and she's all excited. And then they roll out the teleprompter for her to read the stuff and she just like falls apart. And it's so like subtly played, but so heartbreaking to see her want to succeed and she just can't get there. And just, I remember thinking, wow, you are really good when you have a good
4: script. I'm and, so sorry. Yes.
1: but it's so important to me that I totally forgot because we had talked about four earlier and I forgot one of the things I really wanted to bring up Charlie's... Oh my god, yeah. Oh, yes. really Come on. yes. Every one of them is so iconic and I wanted to be all of them at different parts. Who's your favorite
2: on three? One, two, three. Drew Barry. Drew Barry. I was gonna say Lucy Liu. Wow, okay. Yeah, I love they're all great. Yeah,
1: all, I love Cameron Diaz watching. at the Soul
2: Train
4: of thing. Dancing yeah. so
1: in the beginning, Lucy Liu in the trailer with Mal LeBlanc. Like oh. when, I, when I see it's Tara a perfect movie I in a way. Three of them, but the one that because also that started my love of Sam Rockwell. And another. I was like, I was like, I, I like
0: When they do the montage at yeah. the end of the like outtakes you see him do that split, he goes into a full split. Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought, <sighs> yeah, he was yeah. I, I was feeling things, feeling feeling things to me. He mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> could it's hang it's me behind three out. billboards yeah. outside of wow. you know, Missouri. <laughs> Not oh, not as his <laughs> character from Three Bullbirds because they were going to be like are we supposed to like him now? I don't uh, like him no, still. I think, I, so. I think it was more like oh, he finally decided to be a decent person for the first time in started <laughs> <soccer laughs> talking about women and uh, Francis McDormand. Oh, god. Uh, Lauren no right? was
4: standing on that movie. We can drive out where the Bullbirds
1: are. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh.
2: I did not know that. Read
1: this. <laughs>
2: <sighs> yeah,
1: what? She was her standard because it was all filmed right around here.
2: She does. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. yeah it's really funny. She does. I guess she looks like the exact same frame.
1: Yeah, just like the French blonde. Just, yeah, yeah. Also, like the blonde fairness. Like, yeah, she was here. She was her standard for like several days. Said she was amazingly nice. Oh, I'm
2: sure. Yeah, that she seems like such a sweetheart anyway so this was so much fun I, again we could talk with for us forever thank you i love how we we're like wrapping it up and then we went
0: on another 10 minute tension. oh it's oh, <laughs> that's fine
4: Classic, that's <laughs> the
0: magic of editing everybody right but um so before ice. what we remember we made <laughs> no, <yeah>. uh, <laughs> Sorry.
4: it's
0: all magic but so where for the listeners where can they find you on social media
2: what if what if you want to plug
1: i'm at samantha lebrock on instagram it's l-e-b-r-o-c-q
2: i am i l the single l i-a-m koger k-o-g-e-r like the grocery store without the middle r in his
0: defense it gets misspelled so
2: much anyway yes i'm at maximilian koger on twitter and instagram i also am a singer who has a patreon page Uh, i do weekly covers uh as well as access to ask me anythings on that and uh Video calls and other things that are offered there. So if you just follow me at patreon.com slash maximilian coker and become a subscriber, I will sing you some songs. And you can find
0: me at Zachary with no H. Now, th- I don't know if that's clear. It's Z A C A R Y W I T H N O H. Literally, Zachary with no H. You get it now. <laughs> and you can follow the pod at In Another World Pod or at Twitter at I A W Podcasts.
4: Bye, guys! Yay!
0: Bye! Bye! Well, I hope all of you had as much fun listening to that as we did recording. It was a total blast. And I just want to thank Samantha and Maximilian again for coming on the podcast. I'm sure you'll both be back many, many times. Um, Just purely out of, you know... I like them and also convenience. So it's it's a win-win. And before I send all you lovely people on your merry way, I did want to highlight another organization that I think is worthy of your donations if you are in a place where you can do so. This week I'm highlighting an organization called Glitz. G-L-I-T-S, which stands for Gays and Lesbians Living in a Transgender Society. It's a grassroots organization dedicated to supporting the LGBTQIA plus community on a global scale. They help with housing, advocacy and education in their communities, healthcare and resilience, you know, providing crisis support to people in the GLITS community. So it's definitely doing amazing work. And I actually heard about it from the podcast Race Chaser. So thank you to Alaska Thunderfuck and Willan and Bella for sending me in their direction. I, it, I, they really put a impression on me. Well, I hope you all had fun. And I hope you all have a great week. hope you watch some cool stuff, listen to some amazing bops. And I hope to see you again
3: here next time. Bye.